0: Please pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. She is likely about 14 years old, if that. She probably lives in poverty. She definitely is a member of an oppressed people in an occupied country. She is a woman, and she is an unaccountably pregnant woman. And we meet her today in our Gospel lesson as she goes into hiding. In her culture, and in most cultures, and even in our own supposedly enlightened culture, She would not have been considered much by most people. She certainly wouldn't have been considered someone to praise. Far less any kind of authority. But then we are told that she is the blessed among women. That she is the bearer of the most blessed fruit. That she is the one who heard the word of the Lord and believed it would be fulfilled. And even that praise is insufficient because she is the highly favored one of God, the full of grace, the one that has been chosen and who has willingly accepted the challenge of the unique human task of bearing the Son of God into the world. There really is not enough praise that we could have. But then she opens her mouth and sings with all the inspiration and authority of the prophet that she also is. And what does she sing? She does not lament her condition. She doesn't bewail the poverty and the persecution and the oppression that is always with her. But she doesn't forget it or deny it either. What she sings, shaped by the scriptures and inspired by the Holy Spirit, is a song of revolution, more radical than any we have heard. She sings of her joy in the God who saves her, the God who turns the world upside down, the God who has looked upon her lowliness, not with disdain and not with pity, but with favor, And from there has blessed her for all generations to proclaim. From that place of complete and total human weakness, she can stand and defiantly and joyfully shake her fist at her oppressors and her persecutors. Because she knows that the mercy of her God is for every generation of those who fear him. And that the conceits of the proud and the thrones of the mighty and the supposedly good things of the rich are all so much nothing before the God that will lift her up. And today we sing that song. In fact, the Book of Common Prayer prescribes that it be sung every day. But we have to ask ourselves, while it's certainly Mary's song, can it really be our song? Certainly from our vantage point on the social ladder, we can shake our fists at the mighty and the proud and the rich that are above us, and justly so. But we must remember that when we look down, there are many, many more looking up and justly shaking their fist at us. Because by the standards of the world, and certainly of history, we are the proud, we are the mighty, and we are the rich, poised at any moment to be scattered, or cast down, or sent away empty. And yet, in a truer sense, when we remember with Mary that all of those conceits and all of those thrones and all of those supposedly good things are just delusions, we will find that we are all actually together at the bottom of the ladder, despairing ever to reach the first rung on our own. We will find from that level place where we all struggle and we all fail where we all suffer and we all sin and we all die, that it is there that God looks upon our lowliness as well. Not on our accomplishments and not on our conceits or our thrones or our supposedly good things, but on our lowliness. And he looks on it with favor. And from there he will lift us up as well. He will show us the strength of his arm. He will fill us with truly good things. Because that is what he has promised to do for all his lowly servants. Ever since he promised it to our father Abraham, the father of all the faithful, and to all his children,